Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports Station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And good morning, everybody, and welcome into Inside the Clubhouse this Saturday morning. Glad you're along with us. David Haw has the day off alongside our friend Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito. Glad to be in this morning. And Bruce, good morning to you, my friend. Good morning, Espo. It's uh, great to have you with us. Yeah, you're right, uh, David Haw. Uh, well deserved a uh, long weekend with the family and. Uh, you and I will discuss Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox baseball, like we always do on this show, 52 weeks out of the year, talking baseball to the greatest fans in the world, the Chicago baseball fans. Our number is uh, 312-644-6767. That's our phone and text line to get in and talk some Chicago baseball. Espo, uh, Cubs and Sox, for you, any buzz? Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's the buzz of the City Series, the same uh, excitement that you always have to see the Cubs and Sox play each other. I mean, I know a lot of it is uh, uh, downplayed a little bit when the teams aren't in contention uh, and the Cubs are not contending at the moment. The White Sox are in the mix and, you know, have the high expectations. But really, this was always a series where uh, people were excited to go. I was always excited to go uh, watch the games. And really, you have some good pitching matchups this weekend. Uh, Keegan Thompson and Johnny Cueto today, Bruce, and, and Stroman and Cease tomorrow. So should be some excellent baseball on the south side and looking forward to watching it. Well, I think you're right, Espo. Uh, you know, both uh, the, the, the Cubs fans who are, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, watching Thompson uh kind of segue between the bullpen and back into the rotation. I think they're excited about that. I, I expect Thompson at some point soon, if not by the all-star break, to uh, be uh, a rotation pitcher for the Cubs. Uh, his stuff is that good. You know, Ross has uh, had to kind of use him for both because he's been so good at both. Uh, he's right. been arguably their best pitcher uh, in the first third of the season here. And, uh, 
for White Sox fans, when you look at Cueto and the way he started off after, uh, you know, you know, coming back and rehabilitating himself and his career and going to the minor leagues for the White Sox for uh, a little over a month and now uh, throwing two beautiful games for him in the first two starts, it's uh, something that they're looking forward to as well. So, yeah, it is a great pitching weekend matchup, uh, a lot of different uh, things to look for for both the Cubs and White Sox fans. And we have a great show coming up for you here on Inside the Clubhouse. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We've got James Fegan from The Athletic at 10, talking White Sox. Cubs catcher P.J. Higgins will join us around 10.30. We're excited to talk to him. And we want to talk to you as well, 312-644-6767. Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We want to know, and Bruce, uh, you know, we, we've done this uh, for a number of years on this show. Memorial Day is one of those tentpole-type days in the baseball season. You look at it, you're about a third of the way through. Uh, it, it's a good time for evaluation. It's kind of a breather. It's, it's a holiday weekend, um, and we get to check in with our team. So I, I want to ask fans of both teams, what do you think of your team so far, and and what is your team so far? And I I, get, I suspect we'll get some some interesting answers from our friends on the south side on this one. Yeah, I'll take it a step further, Mike. What are your expectations uh, at the one third poll? You know, as you said so well, Mike, uh, the idea that uh, Memorial Day is the first test of where your teams are at uh, at the uh, with you know 45 to 50 games into the season approaching the one-third mark, uh, what are your expectations for your teams? We're not asking you necessarily what the record's going to be. That's usually what we talk about at the beginning of the year. Mike, the, the, the question I have is, what do you want your team to do with the rest of this year? Do you need them to add? Do you need, if you're a Cub fan, do you need them to subtract and add at the same time? Do they need to make another trade like they did last year, moving some of their veterans, maybe sooner rather than later in July before the deadline, which this year has been pushed up to August 2nd? So from that perspective, Sox fans, what do you need to add? Cub fans, what do you need to subtract to add for the future? Uh, th- those are my questions to you. 312-644-6767 is our number. We'll take calls from both sides of town, as we always do. And, Bruce, uh, we do have some phone calls, so let's head on out there to Glencoe first. And Mike is up on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Bruce, uh, my answer is a second baseman who can play defense for the Sox. Uh, you, I think longtime Sox fans rem- and remember, and Tony will remember, that in both 82 and 83, the Sox strengthened their their defense and turned the season around when they would bring in guys like Aurelio Rodriguez and Scotty Fletcher and Vance Law to replace horrible defensive players. Yeah, anybody who saw Josh Harris and almost kill uh, Vaughn the other day has to ask, why can't we get a good second baseman? Just get somebody who can field. And the the thought would be you put a solid second baseman in there who could turn the double play, who can actually is actually under 30 years old and can play the field, might turn the infield around and change this terrible defense. What do you think? Well, thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the White Sox definitely need some help there. Uh, they need help in right field right now. 
They need help at second base. They need help, honestly, uh, you know, uh, in, in a number of positions where they're not getting much production. I mean, uh, you you have a, you have a good situation with catcher, but when Grandal's not catching, you're not getting much offense. Uh, that that said, you know, you're getting good defense the other days, so you you have to kind of toss it up and back between the two. I I think they need a good defender at second, uh, but more importantly, this team needs offense. They they need guys that can yep. get on base, Mike and. Uh, this is a team, you know, Rick Hahn talked about it uh, earlier in the week when he talked to the media about the fact that this is not the Chicago White Sox offense that they expected. No, it's not a team that walks a good deal. But there's a big difference between being selective, working counts, and 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 getting the pitches to hit that from from walking. You don't necessarily have to walk. Like, not everybody is built like Tim Anderson, where you're going to hit 350 and never walk, okay? He just happens to be one of those special hitters of this time and age that he can go out there, he have a 375 on base percentage while hitting 350 because he's that good of a hitter. I mean, he, he just barrels balls all over the place and he hits it everywhere. So he's a special player. Not everybody can do that. They have to be more selective. Here's a reason why you have to be more selective, Mike. It's not just taking walks. It's just working counts on the other pitcher and wearing them down. Not only wearing them down, but letting everybody on the team see what that pitcher has for the day. The White Sox have been impatient. They've been uh, going through at bats too easily, and they haven't really been working pitchers. So I'm not suggesting that people who don't walk which is most of the Chicago White Sox lineup, all of a sudden, miraculously start walking all the time. But be the selective hitters that they've been in the past. I believe that's what Han was talking about when he talked about this is not the Chicago White Sox offense that they expect. Right. Yeah, I mean, aside from Grandal and Abreu, you're not drawing a ton of walks. And you mentioned, uh, we, we talked about with Mike uh, on the call there, uh, talking about the White Sox defense. But the offense is really, I mean, you take Anderson, Vaughn, and Luis Robert out of it. Abreu has has hit a little bit. I mean, everyone else, and I know batting average is not the be-all and end-all, but everyone else is in the 220s, under 200. Uh, A.J. Pollock, we talked about right field all offseason. Uh, he's had his moments, but, you know, overall, I think uh, you could say it has been uh, underwhelming thus far with A.J. Pollock out there. Uh, so certainly a team that was expected to score a ton of runs uh, has to improve on the offensive side. And then we talked uh, defense with Mike uh, in Glencoe on the last caller there. So uh, definitely agree with that. Uh, we have uh, more phone calls lining up. We want to hear from you at 312-644-6767. Pat is in Tinley Park. Pat's up next on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, good morning, man. I, I agree totally with the uh, underproductive of the offense. But let me tell you, they're on a, they could be on a cusp of potentially – Tenant contention, but they cannot keep relying on Dallas Keuchel, and I think they just rely too much on mediocre pitching, trying to have a career year. I mean, outside of uh, Giolito, Cease, and Colpeck, and I just don't rely too much on the fourth and fifth starters. I mean, Lance Lynn will be coming back, but he's not going to win a pennant for you. The hell, but I just, it's frustrating when they could do some great things It's just relying on pictures to have career years. I'm just trying to get your input on that. Thanks. 
Mike, you go ahead and start. Yeah, Pat, appreciate the call. I mean, listen, Lance Lynn coming back is going to be big. He was huge last year. Uh, you'll recall for most of, of last season, he was, uh, if not the favorite, one of the uh, few favorites for the AL Cy Young Award. Uh, he's headed down to Charlotte, so he should be back in a few weeks. He's going to make a few rehab starts. Um Cease has been, uh, for the most part, electric, although he's had some struggles. Kopech has been fantastic. Uh, and how about Johnny Cueto? I mean, that is I, – I, I get your point, and obviously Cueto is here and, and was able to be signed uh, uh, in season for a reason. You, you're not expecting him to shut people out every time out, but he is a savvy veteran guy. That certainly is better than a lot of options. And I think Giolito is, is uh, by all accounts, your staff ace and – uh, I'm certainly confident in Lucas's uh, ability there. So to me, Bruce, that rotation is some uh, a reason to hang my hat on with the White Sox and a reason to say, you know what, the White Sox are are in good shape with with starting pitching. Well, look, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to see Lance Lynn come back and uh, and be a hundred percent. And if he is, you know, and he's he's in uh, the shape he needs to be to pitch, he he should be the pitcher that he was the first three quarters of last year. You remember his. His knee was uh, balky last year at the end uh, of the season. He wasn't the pitcher that he was. None of the Sox starting pitchers other than Cease were really the pitchers that they were. They were all worn down for one injury reason or uh, just wear and tear the season down. And they weren't the same team going into the playoffs that they were the first uh, three quarters of the season last year. So, Mike, uh, I, I, if Lynn comes back, okay, I, I'm good with their staff, uh, you know, I'll take four really good starters out of five every day, and I'll I'll piece together that fifth day when I have to. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think pitching for the White Sox is the problem. I just believe there are two areas that they have to shore up, and that is on-base percentage, getting on base and uh, making pitchers work, and their defense, overall defense. Now, the reason the defense is going to stand out more for the White Sox is because they're playing too many close games. This mm-hmm. team, as you said, Mike, was expected to score more runs. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're not in a lot of blowout games. Uh, so from that perspective, with Eloy coming back, uh, hopefully within a couple of weeks as well, that should be a big boost for them. But again, uh, Eloy's performance coming back last year after injury, uh, after that first week where he was all-world, uh, he struggled last year. So there, there is still player development to be had for some of these very good players for the uh, Chicago White Sox, and and Eloy has to find his stroke and and get back into there. So there, it's not a sure thing, but Eloy should be the top hitter that he has been in the past if he's got it together. No doubt about it, and you expect uh, improvement from some of these guys, right? I mean, Yohan Moncada is not a 136 hitter. We know that. He has a history. He's a great player. We expect him to improve. Grandal sitting on 170. The same thing happened last year. He was ice cold at the beginning of the season, heated up as the season went along. But really, and we talked about second base with Harrison. Larry Garcia gets a lot of at-bats. He's batting 191 so far. Uh, McGuire, backup catcher, you're not getting a ton from him either. Um, and, and A.J. Pollock, I, I'd like to think Bruce has a bit of a track record and we would see him heat up. Uh, but certainly offensively, th- this is a team, it's an exciting team. It's one that uh, should be made for prime time, right? I mean, they're, they're five games, five and a half, uh, excuse me, five games out uh, of first place right now as, as we look at the standings here. But right at 500, and I mentioned that right off the top of the show, uh, this is a, a great tent pole weekend in terms of 
looking at your baseball team. Your White Sox are 22 and 22, and they've been outscored by 42 runs in total. The run differential is a minus 42, which, you know, Minnesota's is a plus 34. And, you know, the good teams obviously are normally the plus teams, and the teams that are struggling are normally the minus teams. So the Sox certainly have plenty of time to correct things, but for a team with huge expectations, they, they really need to, to step it up here. Uh, they they can't afford to waste good pitching, and they've wasted uh, um, multiple games in the first uh, 45 games uh, by, by not scoring enough runs. But th- that said, uh, we have other people that uh, want to chime in, Mike. Absolutely. In Pingree Grove, we have Gary on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Gary. Hey, how you doing? Good. Wanted to talk wanted to talk about the Cubs? Sure. Um, let's face it, they're a triple-A team. I'm not all that disgusted because I – Knew they were going to be a triple-A team, and, uh, you know, this is a rebuild, uh, not a retool. They have too many utility players who are playing every day, Ortega, Schwindel, Wisdom. Uh, the good news is they have a few good young players, uh, Horner, Madrigal, um, uh, Suzuki, uh, Ian Happ's not old. Uh, they have a couple, two or three young pitchers. And the best news is that their <laughs> Myrtle Beach Pelicans are 32-11, and 11. And there's a lot of good prospects there who are a couple of years away yet, though. So, I mean, this is a Triple A team. Well, you're right, and and let's uh, and it's it's a fair call. And thanks for for chiming in, Mike. Uh, the situation with the Cubs is a difficult one because you have one one of the highest priced ticket bases in baseball, and that's been earned by having a playoff bound and World Series bound team for five or six years in a row, okay? So you, so you have beautiful Wrigley Field, one of the greatest venues of sports uh, ever in, uh, in sports history. Uh, you, you have this uh, fine line of uh, good competition created by Hoyer and Epstein, and uh, you win a World Series. You get the highest ticket prices or right there, and then all of a sudden, you're not going to hold on to your players any longer that were on that championship team. Uh, they were offered contracts that were more than what they signed for and they didn't sign. And now you're in a situation where you can't say to people, okay, uh, we're in a rebuild, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they've been dancing around the fact that it's a rebuild. And the reason is, is because you are charging a lot of money for your tickets. You can't automatically step back and say, you know what? We're discounting all our tickets to uh, 2010 prices because we're, we're there. We're, that, that's just not what you do in business, not what you do in sports. They've been flat on their prices for the last three years. They haven't gone up in general, but they're stuck from the rhetoric that they're, they're able to use properly and the fact that uh, they are in a rebuild. There's no other way to look at it except... You know, when 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 Jed Hoyer talks, he talks an awful lot about the fact that we have to pay attention to 2022, but our focus is on the future. You know, that that is the same thing as saying, you know, we're rebuilding right now. But it is a tough model for the business people and for the Cubs to negotiate because of the fact that you built yourself up to being one of the top organizations in sports and your prices are the same thing. So what do you do? I mean, people make their decisions. They decide if they want to buy those tickets or not. Uh, 
you know, many of them have had them for 10, 20, 30 years. I know you were a season ticket holder for many years as well. Uh, I think it's a, a kind of a, a catch-22 for, for the Chicago Cubs at this point in time. Absolutely, and and we'll get to Paul and Valparaiso uh, after our break. So, Paul, please hang on. But I want to dive into that too, Bruce, because you could actually argue, and we'll talk about this when we come back, that the Cubs made the correct call in not re-signing their star players from the World Series run. If you look at what's going on around the league and what those players are doing, I mean, even Anthony Rizzo in New York, who is playing a big role on a great Yankees team, is is not exactly lighting the world on fire statistically, but he's still Anthony Rizzo and doing a great job. So we have to take a timeout. Again, we've got P.J. Higgins, Cubs catcher at the bottom of the next hour. James Fegan from The Athletic at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. More of your calls at 312-644-6767. It's Crosstown Weekend here, and we're talking about it on Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. 
And hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekend so far. Alongside Bruce Levine, I'm Mike Esposito in for David this week. And we're talking Cub Sox with you at 312-644-6767. Bruce, uh, I left off with Cubs, but before we, we, we get to that point about what they did in free agency and really with uh, a lot of the trade deadline stuff last year, uh, we do have Paul in Valparaiso who's been hanging patiently, wanting to talk Cubs. So let's get out to the phone lines and talk to Paul on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, fellas. Um, quick question for you guys on uh, Cubs' uh, kind of upcoming prospects, and I know it's probably been talked about, Bruce. I've heard you on some other shows. Caleb Killian, um, now they've got these doubleheaders coming up. I'm wondering a couple questions on this, just overall philosophy and him specifically. Why are they number one? Almost, He's almost 25 years old, uh, obviously the best pitching prospect the Cubs have. I guess why aren't they bringing him up just yet? And secondly, why does he only pitch like four innings a game in the minor leagues, minor, minor leagues, along with Jordan Wicks, who was the first-round pick, a college pitcher from two years ago, also see his stat lines in the minor leagues, and it looks like he's only pitching two to three innings per game. Are they looking at a model like they've done with Keegan Thompson to bring these guys up and piggyback them as either the starter or the, the guy to come in to pitch three to four innings? Otherwise, I don't know why they're not pitch, building up a 25-year-old pitcher's arm more in the minor leagues. And I, I've heard a guy from the AAA uh, – Iowa on the score this week that said that they're taking it slow with Caleb Killian. I just explain that to me. Why wouldn't we right. want to showcase him for a trade or get him up in the major leagues and, and, and not rely on an Alec Mills coming back off the, the DL? Thanks guys. It's a great question. And uh, you know, this is something Mike that I've, uh, I kind of railed against over the, the last 10 years or so in baseball, not, not Cubs or White Sox, but in general, the idea that you have, pitchers uh, who you value as uh, parts of the future and you love their stuff, but uh, the slow rolling part of building them up to a proper amount of innings is a uh, inexact science. And by that, uh, you know, you, you look at Adbert Alzale Al- uh, and how he was developed in the Cubs system and the fact that once he started to have injuries, they continued to back him off of pitching more than four or five innings and, uh, you know, 75 to 80 pitches uh, because they wanted to protect the arm. All makes a lot of sense, right, Mike? But in reality, many of these young pitchers never build the arm strength to be able to get beyond that point. And they continue to break down after that. So that's why I call it an inexact science of you can't protect, in my opinion, if you have a healthy arm on a pitcher and you've slowly built him up over three, four, five years, you can no longer protect him against himself. He's either going to be able to build innings and be a starting pitcher, not build innings and be a bullpen pitcher, or blow out and not be a professional pitcher at all. That is my theory. It's only based on what I've seen and what I've watched over the past 40 years. You can argue with me about it. I, if you, you have a different opinion and a metrics answer to it, 312-644-6767. But, Mike, there's no substitute for building a strong arm and using that arm. Either you're going to be able to pitch in the big leagues or in professional ball or you're not. That is why it is so difficult to develop young pitchers because there's different philosophies. You, you now have um, Car- Carter Hawkins as a general manager. 
of the Chicago Cubs. He has a significant role working with Jed Hoyer all the time. They have developed wonderful pitching in the Cleveland organization where uh, where he came from. Okay, so we're going to get him on next week to talk about his philosophy on pitching because he would be the right guy to answer that question. I am not the right guy at this time to answer that question. I think I think Mr. Hawkins would be the perfect guy to do that, and that we're going to do effort to do that next week. Yeah, man, Bruce, my opinion is exactly yours. Uh, you look at the players, uh, the starting pitchers who have had uh, great success in the big leagues. You can you know, use a Cubs example. Kyle Hendricks has had uh, a nice career. He's durable. He's able to go out there and pitch innings. You know, he's you don't hear of of arm issues with Kyle Hendricks and Kyle. I, I hope I'm not jinxing you there by saying that, but I mean he's never had a a problem. Max Scherzer is what 37. He still goes out there, you know, and, and pitches. Clayton Kershaw. These are guys that are workhorse type guys that, you know, you and I and and uh, baseball fans of a certain age are used to seeing the you know the starting pitcher that can go out there and log innings. But in terms of what they're doing with the younger guys, I, I pulled up Caleb Killian's numbers. Last year in 19 starts, he threw only 100 innings. And that is pretty easy math, uh, Bruce. 100 divided by uh, 20 is 5. So he's throwing 5 innings at a clip. This year it's even less than that, as the caller pointed out. 39 and a third innings uh, over 9 starts. That's a, a shade more than 4 innings per start. And I'm not watching the Iowa games. I don't know what exactly... Uh, they're doing and what the plan is. His numbers are fantastic in terms of ERA and strikeouts and, and everything like that. And we know we've heard a, a great buzz about him. I know Rossi has has had some nice things to say about him as well. But he is. He's 25 years old. Or he'll be 25 years old uh, in a few days. And uh, he's certainly one of the future. And he and Thompson and I think Justin Steele, that's a nice uh, three-headed monster of young pitching coming up for the Cubs. It absolutely is, uh, you know. But again, uh, I, I, I'm I'm with a lot of uh, fans out there when, when it comes to, you know, you, the only way to have a strong arm, Mike. And again, this is not an injured arm. I'm talking about a strong arm a year yep. or more away from any injury. The only way to have a strong arm is to throw and throw often. Okay, throw co- correctly, throw long toss. You know, I've spent a long time. And many years talking to guys like Glavin and the Smoltz and Maddox. And all they did in between their starts was continue to throw. They didn't throw 95. They didn't go out there and throw uh, 50 or 60 pitches. They long tossed. They kept their arm moving. And that is the only way that you can do it. It's simple. It, it sounds simple. I know it's not. It's not a simple science. But you cannot protect pitchers from injuries. I, I think you have to be intelligent about their maturation, about where they're coming from, from injury. But in reality, if if you could protect everybody from injury, you would have a lot more pitchers and, and teams would be a lot deeper in pitching uh, if they did. It is an inexact science. Let's sneak in one more call before we break. Bruce, George is in River Grove. And George, you are now on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning. How are you today? Good, Good George. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you're a ventriloquist. Are you throwing your voice? <laughs> George? Well, here's the deal. This is the same team I watched last week, the last year. They're woeful underachievers, number one. Uh, everyone thinks they're a lot slicker than they actually are. And as a result, they're constantly hacking at slop. 
They're a bunch of dumpster divers. They pop up, they foul off, they miss more pitches than anyone. George, they you got make... some background background yeah, sound from you. George is breaking up. I think down. Bruce, I think we get George's point. Uh, he is not a fan of of the current Cubs team, though. Um, they are sitting at uh, 18 and 26. We'll we'll talk more Cubs certainly uh, uh, throughout the rest of the show, and we can dive back into that in the next segment. We're also going to uh, do a little chin music in our next segment. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about Patrick Wisdom and uh, Joey Votto and some little brush up they had in Cincinnati. We'll look forward to that. Your expectations and what you'd like to see from your team for the rest of the year as we get set for Cubs Sox this weekend. little Crosstown Series action. High and inside. for some chin music. Hey, um, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. Look out. Wisdom gets hit by the pitch. Right in the left shoulder, and that looked rather suspicious, to be yeah, honest yeah, with you. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I don't know why they would have, why Joey thought the Cubs were throwing up and into him, but he reacted as if we were throwing at him, which that's not the case. That's from the other night in Cincinnati, uh, right here with Cubs and Reds on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, our chin music for the week, Bruce, and uh, a little bit of an incident there with uh, Patrick Wisdom uh, getting beaned in Cincinnati. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, uh, what what came out of that uh, was pretty much uh, what, what happens in baseball when sometimes umpires don't give out warnings, okay? And all of a sudden, people get thrown out of games in proper retaliation to situations. And such was the case with uh, David Ross for two games in a row. Not only did it uh, did he get thrown out of that game, but the next day uh, it carried over. He got thrown out again. So uh, David's going for a record tonight, I believe, uh, held by many, getting thrown out of three games in a row. Uh, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> hope it doesn't happen. And. Uh, you know, I know he makes a good salary, but he can't afford to to keep paying these fines. But the, the reality of the situation was is that Ross contended that uh, this wasn't handled properly by Major League Baseball umpires. So uh, I know you have uh, Rowan Wick who uh, who hit Votto. Uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we get to that by uh, Rowan Wick talking about the Votto situation and what precipitated all of this? Well, I mean, when you saw wisdom get hit, I mean, what went, what, what went through your mind? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. Um, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but definitely maybe it appeared that way. I don't know. See what happens tomorrow. We also have Bruce, uh, uh, the man himself, Patrick Wisdom. Uh, he was on with uh, Mully and Haw. Um, we talked, to, or they talked to him, I should say, about the incident, and, and Patrick had this to say about uh, getting beamed. First thing went through my head was like, ouch, uh, they didn't feel too good, but 
then you just start to question things like, dang, was it on purpose? I don't know. Did he just miss? You know, I think the optics of it didn't look too good, but you'll have to ask him. I don't I don't know. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, so that was unfortunate. But then Joey at first was just, you know, asking me the same questions. Do you think it was on purpose? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. You're on that team. So it was just a little banter back and forth, just trying to figure out what was going on. And, you know, it didn't. we didn't raise our voices at each other. You know, Joey and I would just were talking and trying to figure it all out. So that's Patrick Wisdom from the Mully and Haw Show, Bruce. And, uh, you know, there used to be a a way to have this handled, and obviously you don't want the bench-clearing brawls, but, uh, you know, this this was part of the game, and and one could say that this is not, uh, uh, as you mentioned, it's not necessarily being handled correctly by the umpires in terms of of warnings and whatnot. Right, and, and, you know, again, you know, Ross was upset about the fact that there wasn't a warning that, uh, you know, he gets thrown out, you know, his pitcher gets thrown out, and you end up with this situation. Uh, you know, from the umpire's perspective, uh, usually it's handled, somebody's brushed back, somebody else gets brushed back, then there's a warning, okay? But uh, at, at this point in time, uh, David did not think this was handled properly. And, uh, you know, you, you have this carryover and an ugly game that occurred for the uh, Cubs the next day where they get blown out 20 to five, uh, not, not ideal. And, uh, David gets, uh, to watch, uh, from his, uh, television in the uh, clubhouse once again. Yep. Yeah. And we do have to, to close this loop, Bruce, we do have audio from Joey Votto who talked, uh, after the game about how, uh, Rowan Wick was pitching him. You know, we were just, he had something to say and I answered, um, and that's how ball is sometimes, you know, you, you, you're competitive uh, and he's very, he clearly he was competing and, and, and locked in on, on, uh, on, on getting a, uh, on performing well. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling at this on the opposite end of the same rope. And uh, if someone says something to me, sometimes I don't answer, but I wasn't in the mood to, to keep, my, keep my mouth shut. Um, and, uh, you know, Sorry, it's it's part of the game. It is part of the game, Mike. And uh, also, it's Canadian and Canadian crime. I don't know if uh, Joey <laughs> was right. uh, tuned into the fact that Rowan is also from Canada, but uh, that has little to do with anything other than uh, that interesting factoid. The, re- the reality is, is that uh, uh, Ross didn't think it was handled right. There's a history with Cincinnati and the Cubs. There's a history with Votto and the Cubs going back to uh, Anthony Rizzo challenging the entire Cincinnati bench, I believe it was in 2014. Right. Uh, come on, I'll take you all on. He walked right over to the bench. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it in baseball where one player walks directly to a dugout and says, let's go. You know, you got something to say, let's go. So th- there has been some bad blood between the two. I I'm a, I'm a fan of Joey Votto. I think he's a great player, um, a borderline, if not a little further along, Hall of Famer of the future. Um, but, um, you know, kind of stuck on a bad team once again in Cincinnati that is clearly tanking one of the worst teams in baseball. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the Cubs were only able to pick up a split with them in that uh, series. Yeah, and, and the funny thing, too, is, Bruce, and you mentioned it, Cincinnati is the, the worst team in baseball, and they've picked it up of late. Uh, they were 
they were sitting on two or three wins for a long while there at the beginning of the season. They're 14 and 30. Now the Cubs, 18 and 26, but as you mentioned, just splitting the series. And uh, that'll take us nicely. You mentioned the, the run total that the Cubs gave up the other day. On the same day, I believe it was, the Sox gave up 16 and... Uh, we've made it almost an hour into the show, and we haven't mentioned Dallas Keuchel. We should do that uh, for the White Sox as we talked about the starting rotation. I saw you tweeting about it the other night. Uh, Keuchel has certainly uh, generated his fair share of, of press and uh, you know the public clamoring for him to uh, basically be removed from that rotation as his, his uh, numbers just have not looked good this year. Uh, and he didn't do himself any favors the other night, certainly by how he pitched against Boston. Right, and we're going to uh, segue that also into White Sox talk at the top of the hour with James Fegan, yep. the beat reporter for The Athletic, as uh, Keuchel uh, certainly is on the cusp of uh, something, and it's, it's, it's really not good. He had two really good starts in a row uh, where uh, I think he gave up one run or two runs in uh, 13 innings, and then you know it's been uh, not so good uh, since then. Uh, Having sticking the um, bullpen with seven innings to pitch the other day after trailing six to nothing, not ideal. Uh, you will see two rested bullpens uh, because of the fact that they were in blowouts and because of the fact they had a day off, a clunky, if anything, Friday day off um, during the baseball season for both Chicago teams. Something, another subject we can get into about uh, why they're not playing a three-game series against each other. Uh, in each ballpark, that that's a subject we might get to at the end of the at the end of the show, Mike. But uh, in reality, uh, Keiko will be fighting for his rotation life, and maybe uh, just maybe for staying with the Chicago White Sox the rest of the year uh, as they move forward. And Lynn starts uh, making his way toward the rotation, doing his rehab at Charlotte. Absolutely, yep. And we'll talk to James Fegan about it at the top of the hour. But certainly, the numbers he's. Two and five, ERA almost eight. He's lasted uh, 32 innings over eight starts, and obviously that is not uh, something. Th- those numbers are not going to going to keep you in that rotation. And you mentioned it too. I was thinking about this yesterday. I can't recall. I mean, and we'll talk about it uh, in terms of Cubs Sox and how many games they're playing against each other. I can't recall another Friday day off. I mean, with both teams. I mean. It was just bizarre to not have baseball last night. I'm I'm surprised that uh, MLB would would allow that to happen uh, on a schedule where, I mean, there are days off built in, obviously, but they're normally not on Friday nights. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I can think of is, you know, like all, coming back from All-Star games, but usually coming back from All-Star games, Thursday is the question mark, and Friday everybody is back to playing baseball uh, automatically. I, I think a couple of years ago we, we had both teams off on a Friday as well. Um that might have been in the 2020 season where we only played 60 games. Might have been some type of glitch in that schedule. But it's uncommon, and it's really a waste of a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Cubs and Sox not playing a third game, not playing six. Uh, you know, we can get into the schedule at some other point. But in reality, you know, New York, New York, Chicago, Chicago, St. Louis, Kansas City, Oakland, San Francisco, uh, the Los Angeles teams. Uh, these teams should always play each other six times a year. There shouldn't be any question about it. They're, they're in the city. Uh, the fans deserve it. Uh, it's just short-sighted 
not to have that as a part of the schedule. I know when you're not playing a, in a certain division that particular year, uh, it doesn't work out. But come on, you know, it, it's a joke that it's not happening that way. And uh, the fans of those cities uh, deserve to see their, their teams play each other six times every year. It is common sense to me as well, my friend. I agree with you 100% on that. And, and one text, as we said, we're going to get into White Sox talk with James Fegan of The Athletic uh, right after the top of the hour. I wanted to read this text that came in uh, on the score text zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time and shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Uh, and it's to do with the White Sox. Their 500 record is wildly misleading. They're no better than the seventh team in the AL at or near the bottom in a lot of hitting, pitching, and defense categories, bad at base running, et cetera. We'll talk to that. Uh, I know a lot of people have expressed frustration with with the White Sox, despite that 500 record, despite being in contention that they expected more. We'll get into that and a lot more about the White Sox as we do Crosstown Weekend here, Cubs and Sox. We'll talk some Sox with James Fegan next here on Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 